Well, welcome to another podcast here with Steve and Cousin Eddie. We've got uh, uh, Cousin Eddie with us today. Uh, Christmas Eve special edition of uh, Crossroads Podcast. Well, Steve, I should have I should have worn my hat. You bought me that in my moose cup. But <laughs> I didn't. I got a Harley Davidson coffee mug now instead of the moose cup. But I yeah. Like the, because the ears, you can pick it up by the ears, or the antlers. And, uh, yes, and yes, and your hat does definitely have ear flaps as well. Yes, and nice, nice, big, fluffy ear flaps. This is funny. I uh, On Christmas vacation, when Cousin Eddie was out dumping the sewer out of his <laughs> motorhome, he had a robe on. I, I asked Diane to find me a robe like that. So oh, no, that I that would definitely pull everything in. the middle in. of the night when I take Izzy outside, it's a little <laughs> nippy standing there in my little briefs. Well, they're not briefs, they're boxer briefs, actually. They're long, they almost go to my knees. But, TMI, yeah. Cousin Eddie, TMI. <laughs> <laughs> well, See, I, I told you it was a special edition. No, it's, it's just kind of hilarity, but uh, actually, uh, given ahead to Sunday... This will be the most lighthearted message I've preached in 40 years. No kidding. In 40 years, this is the most lighthearted. 40 years. 40 years. I've, well, I think that's a uh, that's a wonderful Christmas gift from you. I, I hit on it, but <laughs> at this, it's it just uh, the Holy Spirit just forced me into it. That wow. This this is what we need now going into this new year. So okay. I'm, I'm really I I look forward to it sometimes, but I'm really looking forward to this one. That's awesome. Because um, it'll either be uh, well taken, or uh, starting January first, I'll be sending out resumes to other places. <laughs> so it's that it's that on it's on the edge, so yeah. to speak. So well, uh, we we are anticipating that, and uh, it's it's just great, and it is Merry Christmas, and so uh, it is Christmas time, and it is a Merry Christmas here uh, at Crossroads, and. Um, we are excited about the fact that we've also got another special guest here. He's been a little bit quiet up to this point, um, but I'm going to have him join in right now. Uh, it is my son, your grandson, uh, Eddie, and that is Josiah Hollis. How you doing, buddy? Uh, pretty good, thanks. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. And uh, Josiah was doing a little bit of recording a little earlier, and... Um, he, uh, I asked him, I said, hey, uh, why don't you join us on this podcast? It would be awesome to have another voice in. And Eddie uh, had already been thinking that way too. And he says, I was just going to ask you that. So I think it's great that you're here. Uh, how are things going in the college world? Oh, you know, strange <laughs> with uh, the COVID, but sticking in there. Yeah. So. You know, I'd give a finger to trade places with you. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At this stage of my life. <laughs> Maybe even a whole hand. I don't know. That's something to think about. Well, there's there's been some big changes. And, and those that you know our family, uh, Josiah is our second uh, son and uh, second born son. And he is uh, 20 years old. And uh, this particular semester and he does go to um, where do you go to school at buddy uh i go to school at indiana state university up here in Terre Haute, um just north of us about 20 go miles sycamores right yeah sycamores and um this this semester you've uh, had quite a few changes in your life so talk to us a little bit about that uh well with uh covid uh last semester uh, the end of last school year, we had to switch to online 
schooling, and that was strange. And then with this semester, it was kind of a combination of both in-person and online. So the fact that we had to navigate with uh, making sure that we didn't spread anything to other people, along with people going into quarantine all the time and sort of disappearing, uh, it was strange and kind of uh, uh, a lot of uh, stuff to take in at once, going into classes and whatnot. Sure. So. And then you've uh, switched up your living living um, means. What, what What's happened there? Uh, well, I have an apartment in uh, Terre Haute with my buddy. And that's strange. That's new, yeah, for sure. Uh, moved out of uh, living with uh, us, mom and dad. Yeah, the family. And um, and then you you also added a job. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I work at Starbucks. A barista. Yeah, and uh, that's stressful. Yeah. So there's there's that. Uh, you also have a. A young lady that's in your life, and that's another. Uh, it, it's been been now for three years, I think it is. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And so um, you've got that in the mix, and uh, so COVID and a new job and a new place to live and uh, a, a gal that you're dating that is also started her stint there at college, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and a few other things that are in there. So you've had you've you've uh, You've had quite the full plate. Um, I want to tell you, uh, across the old airwaves here, how proud I am of you. Me too. And um, I know Mamma uh, is as well. How Thanks. we've seen you grow and continue to mature, and uh, just just love it. We really truly do. Uh, what what uh, is your major at this point? Oh, uh, at the moment, music business. Okay, so Josiah is a uh, musically inclined, very much so, and in fact, it's just going to lead us right into this next part. Yeah, I know, I know, I didn't tell you guys about this part, but we're going to uh, at the uh, right now. Actually, we're going to wish everybody a Merry Christmas by singing to them. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah. So a uh, little podcast music, and uh, I keep forgetting to tell you that you should bring your kazoo. Am I supposed to open this card? Uh, you, you, you can. It's from me to you. It's not particular to the podcast. Oh, okay. But. Um, it does have you and uh, Mama or Diane involved, and um, it, uh, it it's it, you got to be appropriated. It's it, well, you can you, you can read it. Uh, it's a little bit of a so. It says to be used exclusively at Stable Steakhouse. Well, I appreciate you guys are feeding me well. Getting ready for slaughter, maybe I don't know. Getting fattened up, but. Yeah, well, thank you yeah. very much. Well, you're welcome, and Merry Christmas. I'll and um, drive I, the old motor home up there. Yeah, we sure appreciate uh, what you do for us here at the church. And and um, I received a gift earlier from you, and I appreciate that. And uh, we, throughout the years, have have just experienced that generosity not only across the staff here, but then in our uh, with the folks uh, that go to Crossroads. It's just been such a wonderful. Um, it's been so wonderful to be a part of Crossroads and uh, above and beyond um, just all that God. Well, I, I, I think that I really want to share this. Uh, Travis Bodden, my son Brooks, was here Sunday. He's 
He's the uh, director for the Midwest Region Churches of God, who mm -hmm. we are affiliated with, who have my ordination, have uh, your license and Kurt's right. license. Right. And, uh, uh, great, great young man. He's doing a fantastic job. But, but as we talked about uh, COVID and being online, um, and uh, you and the tech team and Mike and everybody's done such a good job making that really relevant, uh, the concern is that people will get so comfortable um, in their jammy pants and that they won't come back. And if, if that be the case, I'm sad because they've, they've missed the point about family, about the, the, the church being family. We need to see each other, mm -hmm. not just passing in a car or whatever. We need to be in contact with one another. And hopefully um, uh, people get the vaccine and the COVID gets less and less that uh, there'll just be a huge uh, activity of love around here, people hugging on people and smacking each other on the back and whatever, and you might get a couple slaps upside the head if you need it, but nonetheless, <laughs> that's the point. But one of the things Travis said that really was intriguing to me when he was talking, he said, the church's challenge, you have to create an atmosphere where what people get at crossroads, they can't get at home. Right. That really stuck in my mind and my heart. And, you know, like you said, for 22 years, God has created something special here. And I'm not kidding you. I, I can, uh, and I'm not being egotistical or whatever, but I've been to a lot of places, a lot of churches, and the spirit here is, is, is somewhat different than a lot of places. And I'm not being negative. I'm just trying to say what I sense and what I feel as pastor, that a, a sense of love and acceptance that's, that's not, it's not other places, and I'm, you know. Well, and we like from the very, very, very beginning, we've always said it was a God thing, yeah. and that's why, you know, this. Uh, not that it's not a God thing over at, you know, any other church. No, no I'm not pointing out any. Tr I'm just saying. But here, it God is special. Here. That's right. So that's right. It's very. It, but I, I miss people. That that's the point. I really do, and yeah. they can see us on Sunday, but we can't see them. So maybe uh, Steve as uh, the time goes by that we might set up some uh, remote cameras in people's living room so we can see them on the big screen. That'd be fun. <laughs> Especially Jason Bobbitt. Oh. I'd like to see him sitting there with that baby on his lap. Uh, he, uh, he's a proud grandpa. Oh, yeah. You know? That's great. Uh, well, Josiah, you've been, you've been going to Crossroads uh, since day one. And, um, well, I guess actually day 11, but uh, that's when we, we moved you here was yeah. on day 10. And so uh, you got to know Crossroads for a long time. So this has been your church home. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've had, you've seen other churches. You've, you've been experienced, um, you know, with other church, church facilities and, and families. Um, how, how is your take? I guess I'm, I, I guess you'd be a little bit biased, but I guess I thought I'd just go in and ask you. Uh, well, um, you know, I, I, with growing up in this church, it's always felt very homey. I think that you guys have done a really good job of doing that, um, even without like you know somebody growing up here. I think it's uh, just kind of the I guess vibe you would say of the overall thing of the way that people dress. It's not like an over the top dressy thing. It's you know very homey. The colors you guys use and the type of music and and not only that but the food and the coffee. I think it really brings in a a feeling of uh, welcome, like a, wel a welcoming feeling that is kind of brought about. Whereas in other churches, it's kind of like, you know, come dress best or like best dressed type thing. And 
And, you know, it's... Does it feel a little stuffy at some times? Uh, sort of. And it, yeah. it is nice to, you know, get a little bit of, like, you know, go try new churches every once in a while type thing. But, sure, absolutely. Um, you know, they don't always feel as close. I know that there's some other churches who are kind of bigger and, you know, they, they reach a lot of people and that's obviously really good, but it's not as, like, um, a community type thing. It's not, it doesn't feel as so close-knit. And uh, I've always really appreciated the ways that you guys have made everybody feel connected and, and homey, uh, so to speak. So well, appreciate those, um, yeah. those comments. And I, th- I think one of the biggest things that when Crossroads started, it was to try to knock some of the walls down or hurdles, uh, uh, to be less than, yeah. uh, so that people can feel good about coming in. And, and, um, you know, that's, that's why we actually started having, uh, coffee and donuts and bagels and different things like that. So that people wouldn't, feel like oh man i did i haven't even fed the kids yet yeah, we gotta well, get going you know, and that uh, and nobody else plays a kazoo uh you know no other <laughs> well, pastors play exactly kazoo, right. so I, I think that's kind of a big thing actually the the flemings professor marianne and those three children they have bought me a new kazoo for oh did they christmas yeah. it's a new well yeah you know, things just keep on coming then don't they, they do yeah, oh well they do. i'll be chickered <laughs> so steve I, not to you didn't pray no, exactly, and, and I was just actually going to get there, but but uh, we've had a neat time of yeah, conversation, and, uh, and and I would like to, to just jump right into this. This is a great couple messages, and uh, so let's pray and, and ask the Holy Spirit to lead us. Lord, thank you for this day, and thank you so much for all that you're doing in our lives. We have been blessed in so many different ways, and the extension of our thanksgiving back to you is is necessary no matter where it finds us we understand that the greatest gift was the gift of jesus christ that love that you shared through your son to come here on this earth to to understand to be a part of this this human life and to um to help us know that you love us so dearly you gave us a perfect uh, lamb as then was sacrificed on the cross and and it took um, us to a new level of relationship with you because through Jesus Christ our sins are forgiven if we just come to you and ask through him so I just thank you for that and I pray Holy Spirit now that you'll guide us in this conversation and it's in Jesus name I pray amen amen well, Eddie, why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about last week's message? Well, uh, it, it kind of went along with the week before that as well, but the title of this message was uh, God with Skin On. It, uh, it's my favorite um, description of Christ. It, it brings it about down to me where uh, a weak mind like mine can uh, can really understand that. You know, he, I like the whole concept that, that he, uh, it's like Mr. Rogers, he, he did move into our neighborhood. You don't have to go anywhere or certain um, place on earth to find Christ because he's there mm-hmm. every, everywhere. It doesn't matter where he's at. And yeah. we don't have to go through another person to have communication with him. You right. know, and that's the, well, and that's, and Christmas is about that, that he came to uh, save us from ourselves. I don't, that might sound strange to people, but. With that old nature we're born with that we inherited from Adam, we all have it. 
And, and as like Dallas Willard said in Spirit of the Disciplines, we're all capable of great evil. Don't ever kid yourself, regardless who you are. We're all capable of it. It's just right there, just right under the surface. And the enemy, that's who he goes to. When Satan comes to us, he doesn't go to the, the new nature. Right. Because that new nature is in Christ. He comes. To, he goes to the old nature. Right. He and knows, man, your, he knows your the, triggers. He knows. Some of the, it's that Achilles heel deal uh-huh. uh, with how many times he comes to you and he knows where that's at and he continues to whisper stuff you know didn't you enjoy wallowing around that mud well you can go back you know jesus will forgive you that's that's he does stuff like that constantly it's a constant thing well and you know world flesh and the devil that's what we talk about Uh, the world not being christ-like and uh, the flesh is the old nature and then of course the devil's the devil but that's you know we talked about the incarnation i C.S. Lewis is, is such a prolific writer, and I read some stuff about his concept of, of like a diver diving down into the warm water. And if you've ever been to the bottom of a pond or whatever, you get down in the goo and the mud, and then you come back up, and that's pretty much what God did. He came into the filth of this world, right. uh, lived a sinless life, and uh, he was. And not only is it not only is it muddy and gooey; it's cold. Yeah. You know, and, and representation you know, and the of, thing that, that Jesus always was, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word talked about Jesus. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, glory as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. That's John 1, 1 and 14. And we talked about the explanation of the two natures. I, I, I thought this was was interesting. In Philippians 2, 5 through 7, it's it's the... It's the most beautiful and breathtaking nativity scene. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God, a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Mm-hmm. It's that whole thing about the, the theological word is kenosis, that he emptied himself of being God. And the thing is, and through all that he went through, he, he could have called down legions of angels yes, right. and got out of this just like because he, he had that power but he didn't use it yeah it's an amazing thing that when, he had that power and he didn't use it mm-hmm. um, he released his grasp on uh, his his deity as a man Jesus could do two things he was unable to do as God be tempted by the by Satan and die so those were the two things and then I, I use some illustrations out of Scripture where Jesus' um, humanity came through. Um, you know, one when he was in the boat and the storm came up and he was tired because of his humanness and what he'd been through and he was wore out and the storm come up and then he went into his deity because he, he said, wind be still, and boom, it came back down and that's where, you know, they saw, they saw his power. And then I talked about at the grave of Lazarus who was his friend, <laughs> who was his brother. He loved him, and uh, his humanness came. But see, in his deity, he knew he was going to raise him from the dead. Mm-hmm. But still, that humanity and the whole weight, and I'm sure them sisters standing around crying, bawling their eyes out, probably got worked on him a little bit too, because he loved that family. But, you know, it come through, and it, that's the shortest verse in the Bible. There, in, in Jesus John. wept. Yeah, yeah, Jesus wept. Then I ended up talking about... Uh, uh, Camelot and King Arthur. He was, uh, 
he had the chance there to save Guinevere, which he did, and it uh, showed his humanness in that. He got beyond the, the law of the land and being king, mm. and his humanness won out, his, his love. So that's why I'll always believe love's the strongest motivator. Yeah. Fear motiv- motivates too, but in fear you do things because you have to, and in love you do it because you want to. That's the difference in that. Yes. So, you know, and that's that's pretty much you know what we talked about. And then, uh, well, before we go into the next one that, that's coming up, and and just kind of wanted to um, bring Josiah in a little bit on this, uh, in talking about um, God with skin on, and uh, Jesus. Um, when you think about, and I know that that I've not prepped you for this, and so this is kind of. Um, but when you think of some of the stories of Jesus and some of the interactions of the, the New New Testament and you think about Jesus, what are some of the stories that are highlighted in your mind as you heard them, not only as a child, but then maybe bring them relevancy to your your living and the, the trials and tribulations that you go through, Josiah? Well, uh, you know, uh, something that... I've found as I've grown up is that I can't always understand everything in the Bible because it's like I'm not meant to, you know, because it's like God is, but you know, God's all knowing. So whenever knowing that Jesus was able to accomplish certain things and have that mindset and be able to overcome fear and, and, you know, seeing him, him and his relationship with his, this, the disciples showing the disciples, how they kind of constantly doubted and constantly had fear, even though they were with Jesus, kind of showed, I guess, a relationship that I have with God. Because it's like, even though I have Jesus in my life, and even though I have God in my life, I still face these things. But it's almost encouraging to see that even though the disciples were with Jesus, they, they still dealt with that. Because it's like, Jesus still understands that we're human that we have these doubts, we have these fears, but he's not going to send us away from ha- for having them or he's not going mm-hmm. to punish us for having fears or doubts or anything like that. He's just going to show us that it's going to be okay. And I think, uh, you know, Pap, when you were talking about how he knew that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, but he still mourned him, I think that's kind of... I was kind of thought about, you know, whenever you, whenever you have a friend that you know is a Christian, they're going to go to heaven... You know, you're happy for them that they're leaving, but you know that's still it's still gonna bother you that they're not sure. here anymore. So I I think that humanness was really something to that I noticed whenever you were talking about it with Jesus, and I thought that that was really cool to think about. And it's really hard to wrap my mind around with you know God being God but being on Earth. So, but you know that those stories and then all all the stories about you know Jesus being being human. And being God at the same time, you know, uh, going into the the temple and flipping the tables and, and becoming enraged because people were bringing worldly things into the temple and stuff like that and seeing the authority of him, but then also seeing the other side of him where he would go to the woman in the well and just be like, hey, I know that you really messed up, but, you know, I still love you. And seeing the, the, the duality of, of uh, God and man. And that that's really interesting to think about. And then seeing, you know, his impact after he left. I, I, I've really, for the first time, been reading Acts recently and seeing the, the impact that the disciples had on each of their lives and how they were able to 
not fill the shoes of Jesus, but have him fill the shoes of him being in heaven by sending the Holy Spirit into them and having him speak through them. And that, that whole transformation has been really interesting to yeah. read. You know, I think that when Jesus was here on earth and he traveled with the, the disciples, you know, they depended on him. You know, they, they there was a lot of dependence on him. And he says, no, I must leave. So that greater and greater things will be happening. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine that for those guys? They're thinking, hey, no way. <laughs> greater yeah. things. I mean, dude, you walked on water. You mm-hmm. calmed the sea. You calmed the sea, man. Yeah. Didn't he, Peter? He, Peter. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I mean, yeah. seriously. I mean, it's like greater things. And, and, and Jesus knew that the Holy Spirit would then come in the day of Pentecost and, and, and dwell in, within them and, and would be this special gift that we all have received, those that have received Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that is where this awesome part of the Trinity, it, it combines uh, and is, is a reference to the relationship to our Lord. Us, each individual, has this three-way uh, relationship with God and and allowing that power of Jesus, allowing the comfort and the, the wisdom and the, the guidance and the direction of the Holy Spirit and God forgiving and loving and, and all-encompassing us. And it's amazing what He's done for us. Amen. And as it opens up, uh, you're exactly right, Josiah, when and you said... Good, Jos- yeah, it was very good. And, and it's exactly right about the fact that that here, here, here we see the stories of the disciples and and their concerns and their anxiety and their fears and we can we can understand and yet know that we've got uh, ways in which we can be strengthened by what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, buddy. Yeah. Well, and I really believe that that truly does lead us into this next uh, message that that you have coming on the 27th of December. Uh, what's the title of that? In 2021, take time to laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite subjects. It's one of the, you know, and of course I've been accused of trying to be funny all too too many times and uh, making everything, trying to add humor to. But boy, it's served me well in life. To, Nobody that I talk to really believes this. I am never bored. I'm, I'm, some people say, oh, I don't, but well, I can't help it. I have eradicated that from my vocabulary and my thought process. I am never, I'm never, it, it never happens to me. But I, because I can always come up. I, uh, I had breakfast with a guy I worked with on the railroad, and we was talking about some of the times we had on the railroad, and even working a hard physical job uh, I'd always come up with games about throwing rocks and stuff so we, there was always something fun in, involved in that so uh, but I, I think if any human beings on the face of this earth should have fun it should be us because we don't we don't have the concerns and worries that weighed us down like non-believers do right because we know it's always going to be all right it might not suit us but it's yeah. all, it's always you and know, it, it, and you know when we add the Holy Spirit to our lives, and as we look at life, see life does does two things to people. It makes you bitter or better. That and that's just and I think that's across the board. Life does that to us. Well, you choose which one. I want to be better, 
and you add the Holy Spirit to that, he can, he comes in, he, he changes our hearts, he changes our attitude, he gives us a different perspective on life, and he can fill us with joy and laughter. You know, and uh, people will think this is off the wall, I know they <laughs> but, but one of the questions I ask, when's the last time you had a good belly laugh? Yeah. And I'm showing that clip of that lady getting that Chewbacca mask. That's one of the funny. I'm, I must be goofy, but that was one of the funniest things that I've ever seen. You do you have you seen that clip? Uh, I remember whenever because it, it makes noise, and every time it goes, <laughs> she just dies laughing because she thinks, and she just keeps going. It, it is off the chart good. So, but but here's a, in, in, briefly there. And I think I don't know if a lot of people know this. Maybe they ignored it or whatever. But there's seven benefits to laughter. One, laughter relaxes the whole body. Laughter boosts the immune system. Laughter triggers the release of endorphins. Laughter burns calories. Laughter lightens anger's heavy load. Laughter may even help you live longer. They've done studies that people that have a sense of humor and laugh a lot of times will live longer, and it's helped cancer patients. Yep. So, you know, I'm, and I'm not going to go through this, but I think one of the, uh, the toughest witnesses in life is grumpy grouchy believers yeah that, that is are never a happy. terrible witness <laughs> that, that every they're never positive they're always negative and they're always hammering other people and i don't know maybe i'm just weird but you know that's how i i see it and i've got a couple examples that the people thought were that way martin luther and, and and charles spurgeon spurgeon was he was always criticized for goofing off in the pulpit the yeah. greatest preacher probably ever graced England's streets, but that, that's just the way that he was. And here's, here's what he wrote. He said, with a twinkle in his eye, he once replied, if only you knew how much I hold back, you would commend me. This preacher thinks it's less a crime to cause a momentary laughter than a half hour of profound slumber. <laughs> so, you know, that's, and he, that's the way he lived. Right. Uh, you know, uh, a frowning neurotic soul might hear these words and say, well, Somebody's got to do the job. Life is more than a merry-go-round. Laughter is all right for schoolgirls, but adults, especially Christian adults, have a task to perform that's deadly serious. Mm. Yeah, life is serious. Mm. It's mm. all around us, but you've got to have a mixture yeah. in there. Yeah. You can't be one or the other uh, all the way. And, and I've said this before. It's amazing in, in life when you're around people. If you're happy all the time, people think there's something wrong with you. Right. Hey, really, especially in this day and age, if you get out in life, if you, if, heaven forbid, if you ever bring up politics or whatever, everybody wants to fight. They, they just immediately r raise up on their back legs, so to speak, mm -hmm. and want to argue and fight with you. Mm -hmm. it's, you're hard-pressed to get anybody to agree on anything right. anymore. It's sad. We, we are separated as a nation. We are polarized beyond anything that I've seen in 70 years. And then I, I got another clip. Uh, I used to love Candid Camera. When it was on, the British did a candor camera, and there was one segment where this old lady was sweeping, and people go by, she hit him on the butt with a broom. Man, it's great. So, uh, the, but anyhow, you know, like I said, I like I said, I'll be looking for a job probably after this, Steve. This might be next to the last podcast. I doubt it. And man. I use Genesis I twenty-one sixty-seven, uh, and Sarah declared, "God has brought me laughter. All who hear about this will laugh with me." For who would have dreamed that I would ha even have a baby, or ever have a baby? Yet I have given Abraham a son in his old age. Of course, that was Isaac, and Isaac's name means laughter. And then Psalm 126, 
1 through 3, when the Lord restored his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter, and we sang for joy, and the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. So, and then uh, the whole point is, uh, is, is being winsome. You know, it's uh, winsome, it, it, it's communicated in our home and among our, our other contacts. And, and winsome it is just being happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I had that definition down here somewhere, but you know, that's what, that's really what I'm talking about is the whole, uh, the whole point of being winsome and I suggest three projects to start at home. One, start each day with pleasant words. Two, smile more often. And then three, express at least one honest comment of appreciation or encouraging remark to each person that you come in contact with that day. And then I end the Proverbs seventeen twenty-two: A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. So that's kind of where we're going on that. And... I think we have such a responsibility to be full of joy in the midst of a pandemic or anything else that comes our way because that's that's part of being salt and light to the world. People watch us to see how we react to things. Mm-hmm. If, I, well, and I believe that when, when we get things too cluttered in our minds and in our lives, when we have too many things that we've added to the mix we have to then focus way too much on those those items or that anxiety or those fears or those frustrations and and we lose that simplicity that laughter and joy brings just through the love of life the understanding now listen I, i'm you know folks as you hear us we we know that there are tra- there's tragedy in life there's devastation there's valleys in which we have absolutely all gone through here. Mm-hmm. All three of us here have gone through them. And so we understand that that as you're listening, you might be going through that right now. We're not saying that it, you just you just need to get a good old belly laugh yeah. and get over it. We understand that there are some deepening things, but when we when we start to bring this relevant matter this down down to brass tacks the reflection of god's love as it pours through us wor- helps us work through the situation that we're in it continues to to bring that joy that is beyond us a peace that passes understanding that's what it says and so that peace and that comfort and that that allowing god to to bring that that laughter just as we heard through those scriptures bring that that peace bring that joy bring that laughter into our lives um make it simple so that he can speak to you even in in, well, in, in that manner in the past i've i've always done kind of off the wall things um when i was driving a, a fuel truck on the railroad i had this giant wolf mask and i put that on and drive around these towns you should see people look at you <laughs> It's just goofy stuff like that. People would look and they'd do the double take, you know. Uh, yeah. And it was like out here, uh, there was about six state police standing on the square, by, on the square mm-hmm. by the courthouse by a car. So uh, that megaphone that Big David made me, I opened up the window and I said, 
Please step away from the vehicle. Boy, they started looking around. Because <laughs> it booms. It, the voice just booms out of that. That knife shine with the mirror. With yeah. The shine. Oh, oh yeah. gosh, we've had yeah. fun with that mirror with the shine yeah. and the light. Uh, but anyhow, that's... We got to laugh. That's absurd. Yeah. Now, it's okay to be I don't know sometimes. if you remember uh, the gong show. Somebody, oh, yeah, for sure. The unknown comic. Oh, yeah. Well, we was in Terrible one time working on a, on a gang, and there was probably 40 on the bus. We all took our lunch sacks and poked holes, and 40 guys on the bus, even the driver, had that sack on their head going through Terre Haute. <laughs> it was like the unknown comic. See, stuff like that's funny to me. Some okay, I, I want to know who instigated that. <laughs> well, who, like, I, started it? Uh, probably me, but anyhow, <laughs> I said, wouldn't this be funny? You know, it, Oh, my gosh. That's good stuff. Well, it, it lightens up life a little bit. Yeah. Well, growing up with uh, with Eddie in your life. Just well, I remember of, running uh, through the house playing ball tag and all yeah. that stuff we used to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've we've had quite the... <laughs> well, I mean, I tell you what, being being related to you two goofsters, I, you know, I, <laughs> I have a, quite a bit of uh, goofiness in my day-to-day. I mean, you could ask my roommate or... <laughs> or uh, Bailey, my girlfriend, but because um, I mean, I go, I go through like the entire day being serious at work or at school, and then I get home. Just gotta let loose. Stand around. I'll go into my buddy Ryan's room and just kind of stand there for like thirty minutes, and just making stupid noises. <laughs> I mean, it's well, ridiculous. That's, that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. I'll tell you why. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, sometimes we just got to let loose of the old uh, tap and just let it run free. See, that was, that was the hardest thing for me about the Marine Corps boot camp. There was no, there wasn't any time to laugh or <laughs> Man, it was, it, it was, it was horrible. You didn't see any laughter or smiling in there. You got smacked upside the head. But uh, yeah. nonetheless, it, uh, it's, it's helped me get through life. And yeah. Now, uh, sometimes uh, people don't always think you're funny. And um, I can say this about my beloved wife, who I've been married to, to for 50 years. Uh, one time she said, she said, you're not near as funny as you think you are. See, I thought that was funny. <laughs> was a, that was the funniest thing she'd ever said to me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that sweetheart wasn't smiling when she said it. I'll put it that way. See, she never, I don't know if she listens to this podcast, so I'm probably safe. Mm. But if John Ray Scott hears it, he'll call her and rat me out. Yeah. And say, hey, you better listen to the podcast. He mentioned you again. So, uh, <laughs> well, we, we'll, we'll get more listeners. Yeah, well, of course, of course she's been a, she's been a guest on the <laughs> podcast, so maybe she does. Yeah, listen. she has. Her and Stacy Marie that's, both. That's so. right. Well, as we wrap this up today, we are we are really glad that uh, that you've joined us. And Eddie, would you like to go ahead and pray sure. us out, and, and then we'll wrap uh, it up. Closing, I I hope that uh, I always say this to people that I hope you get all the toys you wanted for Christmas. That's the point. <laughs> Lord, thank you for loving us. Lord, I, I thank you for the fact that uh, you've sent uh, the Holy Spirit, and he is a person. We thank you for you, Holy Spirit, that you have come to dwell among us to bring us news from heaven, so to speak. And you are our channel, and we thank you for that. And uh, thank you, Lord, for uh, and Holy Spirit for being the comforter that you can come into our lives in uh, times such as these and, and comfort us mm-hmm. and, and, and take the pain and the agony and the anguish and the chaos that we have in our lives and and turn it in into something good because we can go to bed at night and and you take care of it you said you'd carry our burdens but 
we're remiss sometimes because we don't do that. We want to carry our own burdens. But nonetheless, you have opened up that avenue for us to live at peace and to live with joy and, and laughter in our lives, actually. And, you know, what we said, Lord, there's a lot of stuff you can't laugh about, but you've got to mix that in. You've got to mix, mix the joy with the sorrow. And there's got to be a happy medium. And in that medium, Lord, is... Is, 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 is where you are for us, and we thank you for that. So I just pray that you give all these folks a great Christmas uh, and a happy new year, Lord, and as we look forward to this new year that uh, we follow your guidance and your direction because we know it's the right path. Again, I just thank you for Joe's being with us and Steve, and, and this time right now we do thank you for our church, Lord, and our family, and I just pray that as the months ensue, as the vaccine continues to go out, as uh, the Hopefully, the pandemic, the COVID shrinks and shrinks and shrinks that we'll all be back together again as a big happy family. And what a time that will be. We ask all these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah, go ahead, Justin. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, I was thinking about this earlier. I think a good um, picture of what you were describing earlier with uh, having laughter and stuff like that in our lives. Uh, last night, uh, the family watched uh christmas carol oh my Scrooge. goodness I, josiah i was just going to yeah. comment on this i'm so glad that you yeah. which one did to you talk watch about the one with jim carrey in oh it? I, I, yeah so uh it was so before you know before the whole thing happened he was you know all dismal and whatnot and all the colors were all black and stuff and he was all sad and then after everything he was dancing around and sliding down the street on the goofy ice and stuff and absolutely goofy yeah, goofy, yeah. and i it, you know yeah, I think it kind of just came to my mind when you were talking about. Me too. Just uh, and I, you know, I think like awesome. and after that, it talked about how much like uh, much joy he mm-hmm. caused him and everybody else in the town, and he was known as being a jolly guy. So I thought that was. Well, and as you know the story, um, most of us know the story of the Christmas Carol. Scrooge is is just, uh, even though at a younger age he was he had joy, he had. Uh, a wife. Exactly. He had. Yeah, exactly. He right. had these different things in his life, and then it money showed where it went south. Right, and money grabbed a hold of him. The the materialistic, the the feeling of being safe, uh, worldly wise, and and he just he grabbed around it, and and you could see in that animation depiction that his hands were gnarled and his his back was stooped mm-hmm. and he just he, he couldn't help but frown and this is it was a great depiction and then when uh the spirits of of uh, past present and future came and showed him not only what was what is currently and what it could be uh it changed this man because he saw uh what life truly was about and instead of bringing instead of holding on to these things that he thought that were causing predict uh, protection and uh, and a way of life that he could control he started to just give it away and it yeah. just it just bubbled out of him yeah. and he couldn't help but laugh and he couldn't help but sing and he couldn't help but go and skid through the snow and and uh, do these different things and so what a great Great, yeah, great thing! I'm so analogy. glad that you yeah. that you asked to to bring that uh, up there here towards the end. But 
I have weird thoughts sometimes. I just had this when when I was in high school. I was in the superintendent's office a lot. I imagine you're shocked, and people's probably falling. Yeah, we off are their absolutely. Chair when tell, I say do that. tell. But <laughs> me and a friend of mine, Danny, got called up there one time, and he had long, real long sideburns, and he he could grow a beard in like an hour. But anyhow, <laughs> we were in. I don't remember what the trouble, but the, Virgil, our, our superintendent, he he'd call you names and stuff, and he'd say, "Well." Sideburn Joe and Good Time Eddie, funny man. That's what he. <laughs> he he was giving me a compliment, and it was meant to hurt me. Because <laughs> I was always I was always causing trouble, and making well laugh the old too much fun you know, club. So is that, that's that the, exactly? That, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm a card carrying member of the Too Much Fun Club. Uh, so uh, anyhow, well we do we do want to exit this time with just. Uh, the joy that's in our hearts that that uh, comes from God and just wants to just wrap you up uh, across the across this podcast and hearing this we we want to wish you a Merry Christmas we we hope that this uh, that that joy will uh, infuse itself and that joy that's not art it's not artificial it's substance the joy of the Lord is our strength and that's exactly what we want yeah, you to hear exactly. And so as we leave today, and this is again, um, this is something that uh, I hadn't prepared, but um, um, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. I think, isn't that right? Yeah, I think so. From now on, our troubles will be far away. So have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. God bless.